Let me set the scene for you. You are a Brazilian. You get into downhill with your friends. You dream about being the best in the world. You take the leap, travel to Europe, and surprise everyone about how competitive you are. It's 2010. The next year, you make a few finals. By 2012, you're ranked 8th in the world and manage to beat one of your heroes to lure in a race. But injuries and results don't go your way in 2013. By 2014, you have a real job, making real money, but sitting in a glass office, staring out the window at the hills in the distance, thinking about those promises you made to your friends to be the best in the world. You talk to your family and friends and tell them this is what you want to do. You want to be world champion. So you quit that job and start training again. First year back, boom, you win Killington, Lilyhammer. But the best in the world, Carlos, the Brazilians call him Guto, the one you look up to. He's a hero. You chase him all year, but you finish third. He wins the title. 2016, you double down, train harder. You finish second. You're improving, but outright wins are elusive. You're on the podium, but you're just not winning races. Your hero, Guto, you love him, but he's become your nemesis, the one you have to beat to be world champion. How can you not have doubts? More training, more skating. Analyze everything. Where can I improve? Where can you improve? 2017 will be your year. From third to second, and now the only place to go is one. Devastation. You miss the World Cup, the first World Cup of the year in Australia, because you don't get a visa in time. But you win your local races, then halfway through the year, you get taken out in a race. Finish 32nd, the worst, one of the worst places you've got in four years. The world title looks lost. But you're on a roll. First at Kozakov, second at Bediccio, and now it comes down to one event. Killington. One race. Three riders can be world champion. It will happen this weekend. Someone will be crowned world champion. You have to win. Your hero, Guto, has, has to finish out of the top eight. Last year, you crashed on that final corner in Killington. You made a mistake, came fourth. So it's not about just showing up. You've trained and skated every day for two months, non-stop, thinking about one thing, being world champion. With so many setbacks this year, you have your destiny in your own hands. Just win one last race and claim the prize you've dreamt about for the last 10 years. And the night before that race, I'll let Thiago finish the story. Something happened, something very special happened the, the night before because uh, my girl was in Brazil this day and like one o'clock in the morning I was not able to sleep. So I said, no, I'll call my girl, I need to talk with her. I was feeling like anxious, fear, everything about the next day. So mm. I was, I said, yeah, I need to call her. And when I was talking to her, I just meet with a black bear in the motel. <laughs> like face to face, bro, two meters from me. What? Yeah, like crazy. 
I have even the video of this I can I can send you later. <laughs> but then I faced a black bear, the first thought in my mind was like this is some joke. And then I see his eyes. Like I remember caramel eyes. And then I I stand up and start to run and scream in the hotel and then I call the lure, like open the door, open the door. And then I just dive in the room and like I I could not sleep, bro, after this. I was, like, so so adrenaline, so excited. But I think somehow that adrenaline hush makes me stronger for the next day. Because, like, you can die facing a bear, you know? Yeah. And w- when this this didn't broke me up, I said, bro, that there's no one tomorrow that will fear you like that bear. <laughs> so I was ready. Welcome to the Hot Podcast, and today I'm talking to Thiago Lesser, two-time current IDF downhill skateboard world champion and owner of Quay Wheels. As I've said on a previous podcast, this conversation lasted over four hours. Thiago surprised me on how much he was willing to share and talk about. Every question was answered and in more detail than I can imagine, breaking that stereotype of the ultra-competitive, elusive Brazilian skater. Thiago was pretty much the opposite of everything I expected. And there is a reason for that, but you're going to have to wait to part two. This is part one. I've broken the interview into two parts, pretty much clean in the middle. And Thiago and I did discuss editing this interview into like related topics, but the sheer size of the interview, it was just taking too long. And I think think there's a flow in the conversation that's worth keeping so this is part one we talk a lot about quay wheels how they'll develop the future products what's coming and we also start at the beginning of his racing career and work our way up till him becoming world champion one last comment before we continue this episode is a little bit more raw than the usual episodes. I do do a lot of ego editing, getting rid of my ums and sos, but this one I've taken very little out. Basically, the only major edit is when Tiago's sister's dog tries to eat him. I sort of cut that bit out. I even kept in the small conversation in the middle about us discussing whether we're talking too long. Anyway, enough of the introductions. Here is part one of my conversation with Tiago Lesser. So I've just yeah. hit the record button. I have Thiago on the phone. Thiago Lesser. Is that how I say your name? Yeah. Like Thiago? Like you guys say with a little more accent, but it's okay, bro. Another language. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> tongue, right? It's the same way I think I speak English. Like, for sure, it's different for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and where have we found you? What? Where have we found you? Whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? I, I'm right now at home in Brazil. And where's Just that? working. Yeah, working a lot, doing the things of, to Quay Wheels and just recapturing everything from the year, bro. Today yeah. I was checking all the runs, all the races, like good memories for sure. Yeah. And whereabouts in Brazil do you live? I live in the mountains in Brazil. It's like four hours from Rio de Janeiro. That that's where we'll be. We'll have the last World Cup, and let's see. It's kind of the center to the beach. Okay. It's just I, I think it's the best place in Brazil to skate. 
We have a lot of hills here. It's the same city that Max B used to live as well. So Pepe is from here too. Wow. It's a good place to to build skaters. <laughs> <laughs> and is it a big is it a big city or a big town? Yeah, it's like the third biggest city in Brazil. So oh, wow. it's good to work as well because we have like I can found a CNC close to home to play. I can you know we have everything around. Mm. I was just looking while I was um, waiting for you then and just doing a quick catch up. I was watching your Facebook story today, and you have um, you have an image there of like hashtag precision. What are those cores? Yeah. What what am I looking at there? What are the are those so, cores? Yeah, like that 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 is a lot of kind of wheels cutted in half, so I could see the shape, the cores, and understand how they works because I didn't this do now just for you to understand. I just cut all the wheels two three years ago when I start the quail wheels plan. So as I was riding after I I I leave orangutan team. I just rode for two years all the wheels. So after rode all the wheels, I said, "Bro, you need to cut the wheels, and then you understand why the wheels is different here, different there, and mm. just work perfect." When I cut it, I just learned a lot about support and everything about the core, and then I make my wheel. Mm. And how do you say the company name? Is it Qe or? No, it's like Quay. Quay. Okay. Quay, yeah. This is like, the, the, this means rabbit, mm. but in a slang in Brazil, it's just like fast rabbit, something like that. Okay. Quay. But, but the reason about the picture is another thing, because yeah. I was just recording a video about the new spacers we are releasing next oh, week. Yeah, so I saw those. Is that what the, the Quay packaging next to the spacers is? Yeah, yeah, for oh. sure. That's so the, the why thing. why do precision spaces when a lot of bearings come built in? Yeah, so that that's the point. You guys will see all in the video. I prepare good stuff for everybody to understand the point. But to me, it's because as I show in the video, I, I measure all the insides of the core. And we don't have universal measures mm. in skateboard industry. So we have core 10.3, we have core 9.9, we have core 10.1. So to me, it doesn't make sense to have a bearing built-in because they will work right in some wheel and they will not work right oh, in some wheels, you know. I so I just, I just discovered this like not too far away ago and I raced all the 2017 without knowing this. And sometimes I, I used to feel some some vibration on the slide or something riding quay wheels. So I just cut the quay wheels and start to measure all the cores again. And then I learned something's wrong here because all the wheels were different. And then I start to measure all the spacers and all the spaces were different as well. Oh. So I got to the point like, what I'm using right now. And then I learned that vibration was from uh, sloppy. I think it's sloppy when the spacer is bigger than the wheel. So the wheel is just 
in one side of the core or in another. So when you slide, this become faster and you feel some shakiness. Mm. So now we have a perfect spacer for our core. So it's just going to be for Quay wheels? Not just Quay. I think Venom is the same measure of Quay wheels as well. Okay. Like a lot of wheels, normally the wheels are 1.0 and Quay wheels are 1.0. But I don't know why, but some brands just went out of these measures. I don't know if they even know this, you know. I don't know if someone ever researched about this. Mm, it's I've, just everything I, new to me. I, I have I have seen a little bit online, but a long time ago, like in Silverfish, I think there was a discussion. So the only way to properly measure it is to cut the wheel in half? Yeah, that's the way I use. I think you can find another ways to measure if you just block the end and go with a electronical pachymeter. I, mm. I'm not sure if... This pachymeter that in English, but in Brazil, yes. Yeah. But when you cut, it's better, right? Yeah. So I, I, I have noticed. I mean, I assemble like longboards every day and skateboards, and I have noticed that the spaces are different and putting in built-ins and so forth. That's some fit, some don't. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely there. Yes, for sure. Like because that I I have the idea of make the video, so I just paint all the wheels in black, so any brand will recognize the wheels. So the intention here is just to make make people know because if I didn't knew this, I, I wish to knew. Yeah. And like I ne I never heard about it before. Like I I even saw some brands that sell bearings and sell wheels, and even then sell the spacers different than their core. So like I think even the market don't know this mm. or they don't care because this lop is just like 0.1 is just like a 10 of centimeters. So for some people this could be okay but not to me. Mm. Like when I just try, when I just start to make the spacers in the right measure was crazy because I feel the wheels much more tracked on the line, and I also feel faster. I think I think you lose energy on the wheel when you have a sloppy. Mm. So the like, I think the season shows like how precision works. I just I think when you get a lot of details, you have a big result. So and okay, I just something's just popped into my head, but the if. If this was a racing team, as in like the Toyota, the Red Bull F1 racing team, there would be someone doing this work. There'd be some engineer, some mechanic, someone that would be going through and doing it. But do you think because you're willing to do that as an individual, because you're like your own individual racing team, that's why you are successful because you're willing to cut up wheels and do measurements? Yeah, for sure. This is one of a big point of me. Like when I do something, James, I make sure to do it right and make sure to do it in my best way. So when I discover this, no way I, I ignore, you know, like when I knew my wheel have a gap, 
I was like so down to solve this and then I just had to build my own spacer and you don't believe how hard it was because I just started to try it 10.1, 10.15, 10.0, 9.9 I tried all the options to make sure the difference that makes and after this we found the best material then we found the anonized process that make the metal much stronger was like half a year researching this and now we have the spacers like just a simple piece but when you try it you feel the difference like even throwing the skate on the floor Emily I give one to Emily at Killington and she said to me I feel a lot of difference like just throwing the skate in the floor the noise is different mm. because it became one piece and that's what we need right mm. and do you think it's going to change uh, from bearing to bearing, like if if no, I use like, it with reds, like are the tolerances with the actual bearings the same? No, like I measure a lot of bearings, and mostly the six zero eight. That's how they call the skateboard measure. Mm. They they mostly the same. Okay. Like to because bearings are made in much bigger precision. Then the the spacer, I think. I think a lot of brands don't have precise spacers because you can see even the same brand have different ones. So I think the bearings are precise, but not the spacers. Mm. So I don't think it's gonna change to bearing to bearing. And is Emily a, a bit of a kindred spirit, as in she would actually care about? something like this, like she would get into that, she would notice that amount of detail while there's a lot of skaters on the tour that probably wouldn't? Like, I, I didn't understand right. Like, Emily, I, I'm not sure how they... She how shares she the would... same detail. Like, like she would notice that the wheels, you know, using the spaces, that she would notice that the, the wheels are running truer like she would notice that small amount of detail like you do? No, no. Like this is crazy because I think size young, I have a lot of sensible in the hands or in the skin because I always notice a lot of things. Like when I used to motorcycle, the professional used to ask me to put the, the, the how can I say, the, the place you put the hands in a motorcycle? Yep, handlebars. Yeah, the handlebars, you always need to line with the wheel. Then you lose some stuffs and then put straight and then you tight. You have to do this alignment sometimes. And I was the guy that do this alignment for Brazilian champions and everybody. So I think I know, I think I have good eyes, something like that. Mm. But I don't think she knew before because when I get to her, I just, I have a way to check if the wheel have a slop. You just put the board in the floor, grab the board with two foots, and then push with a lot of power to up and down. And most of the time, you feel the click, like click, click. Mm. But you need to put power because like, if you just put a little pressure, this is not going to happen if the core is tight. But when you have weight and going 100K, like for sure, I bet this is happening all the time and mm. you don't feel it. 
So I'm not sure like what kind of people pay attention in a lot of details, but now to me is a work. So that's my job. Like I just try to be more motivated to keep researching and doing all I can. Mm. It's very nice. Okay, so um, we're going to jump around a little bit, but I I want to mm-hmm. start. I want to start at the well. It's something I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What was your first skateboard? Yeah, my first skateboard was a street board. I think no, my really first skateboard was a street board, but I think I have ten years of age, oh, yeah. and at this time I didn't have a big body or power. I don't know why, but when I start to skate, I didn't like it. I just lived the skate for some years in the room and didn't skate, and then I just come back to skate with 16, 18 years old okay. when I meet Max Ballesteros, yeah. Really? So my first, yeah, really, my first contact was not good. I think I hit my head, trying some ollies, some stuffs, and then I say, yeah, this is danger. I don't know. And then when I meet Max B, they have a big crew, and that time I used to ride bicycle, and they all skate. So one day I just start to skate together, and then I say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I think was the right time, not, not in the past. And what was that first longboard when you decided to go from a bike to a skateboard? To a skateboard or longboard? Did you borrow someone's board or? Yeah, then then I buy I buy a board from a friend and was like a I think a thirty eight or forty inch long board, just big board with big trucks and Kryptonic wheels. I remember that it was <laughs> the best. <laughs> and when did you did you know that when did you know that that maybe this is something that you really wanted to do, as in going yeah, down so, here? Yeah, this is a good question. I'm not sure, like, when I, even these days, like, sometimes I don't feel as I am a professional or as I am world champion or whatever. I just feel I like this and I keep doing because I love it. But I don't know. The first race I went was because a big friend, the same guy that I buy the, the first board, he, his name is Hugo Adagi. He's from my team. And he, he, he invited me, hey, bro, let's go to Euro Tour. Let's meet K. Rimes. Let me, let's meet the Lua, all these guys <laughs> we saw in videos. And then I said, okay, let's go. And at this time, I have six months of, of long board. So, so what I is just, this? You're going to... This was 2010 to Alma Tribe. Was my first race, a World Cup. Wait, and then your first ever race? Yeah, the first ever race was a World Cup, and I what? finished nine. Was very good, bro. I finished at nine place, and then on the second race, this I is just, in two thousand and ten at at Alma. Th- yeah, Alma Trip. Yeah, at Alma Trip. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, man, my I just and Delua Delua he won the Concy, I think he came seventh. Delua was in that race, wasn't he? Delua was in that race. We were together. Was the first was when I met Delua as well. Was very nice time, bro. So wait a second. You went to Germany to meet Delua. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. I went to Germany to meet the Lou. I never seen him before. And I meet Dunky Ding. You remember Dunky Ding? Yeah. I've got questions Brazilian. about him. Yeah, so I just meet both guys at Alma Tree. Me and Hugo went there. And, man, this was a special race because I remember seeing Eric Lundberg, all these guys, and yeah. I just knew these guys from videos. So I have special memories from that time. <laughs> so uh, had you done some racing or you just been free riding in Brazil? Yeah, like... We planned this trip for five months before. Yeah. So I think that's that's the point that differenced me from a lot of people because when we put that goal, I remember I'm checking how many days I would have until the trip. And I training every single day practical skateboard before this trip and the result was noticeable. Like was my first race and I got a very fast time in qualifying and I I went in, into the quarters I remember I took K rhymes and these guys in a heat and I just crashed trying to make it faster than then so what would you have this been race, skating like what board and trucks and wheels do you think you were skating yeah I was with uh, Evil oh yeah and a Kahalani and Orangutan yeah. oh, nice yeah, it was a strange, a strange setup. Too big, too low. I remember I was foot breaking the corner as well. Like I don't do this even today, I think. <laughs> but it was a nice time. And right in the second, we went to race three races at this trip. And right in the second, we, me and my friend, break our shoulder tissues. So we need to cancel. Kozakov and back to Brazil, we, we both got very bad. So, so is that what happened at Graveyard this, Call? Because you went to Graveyard yeah. Call. Did you crash and hurt yourself? Yeah, I crashed hard there, bro, because lack of experience. As I was too beginner, I didn't know about rain wheels. And on the qualifying, it started to rain. Ah. So I just said, I will put it down anyway. Like, I don't care. And... Before the first corner, I was on the floor, like, smashing. I don't know. I think my ladder was too tight and pop, make my shoulders pop out for the first time. So it was very bad, bro. I even don't have fresh shoulders until today because that crash. So do you have shoulder problems? Yeah, I have some shoulder problems. Like, because you know what Michel Ebel has? Like, he... He broke the ligaments and he broke the nerves. Mm. So even if you make surgery, the, the, the shoulder will be on the place, but some muscles die, and I have this. So I lose some movements, I lose some power, I lose I lose some some strong, some power in that shoulder. But this teach me a lot, bro. This teach me a lot. I think God's plan is always perfect. So. Mm. I was one year without skateboard after this, just recovering, doing my things. And then I kind of just knew, like, I want to come back. I knew I could come back and make it very well. So, Teutonia, when was your was? Did you do Teutonia in 2010? Yeah, like, I was my first race 2010. I keep away 2011, just recovering. 
And 2012, I start to race again. Yeah. So you did, you did Teutonia. Was that at the end of 2011? No, I think I didn't this. No, or maybe I did Teutonia. I'm not sure. I I did there like two, three times. Yeah, I think you did tenth in Teutonia. Yeah, I think at the end maybe, of 2011, because you were in that um, the. Was it the race in Peru, the Chaka Hills? Yeah. No, yeah. So now I remember, like, just after after Alma Tribe, I broke my shoulder. I back to Brazil, stay a year. In 2011, I was was almost a year. I don't, I'm not sure how yeah. long it was. But 2011, I raced Chaka Hills. was my first win outside Brazil. So, And also my first win as well. <laughs> But that, oh, fifth, weren't you, didn't you get fifth? Was it the, you won the Concy? Where? At uh, Chaka Hills? No, Chaka Hills I won the first. And okay. then I think just the, I went there two times. The first I won, I got the finals against Diego Lampard. Yeah. And the second, I I got beaten on the semifinals. I didn't make the finals. And that that particular like. race is the famous race, isn't it? That's the one where Danky Delua walked over the um, he walked over the finish line. Garcia flew through the air. And yeah, I think it was something like that. There was a huge remember. blow up in IGSA. It was like just a massive yeah, blow up. I like, don't remember. I don't remember the details, but I think Brazil and know, Peru went to war over it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think it was kind of war. Like we were we were wanting to kick someone ass. But, but, but it was funny. Through. I mean, something similar happened this year where someone went through the finish line in the air. Like if you go through the air, not on your board through the finish line, have you actually? Oh, no, I think you know no, what I, I mean. Teotonia was another thing. Teotonia, uh, Brambilla, and. Two guys from Brazil, I think it's Brambilla and Spangler, they, they cross so together. And one guy have the helmet in front, yeah. and the other guy have... No, one have the wheels in front, and the other have the hand. But as Teotonia is IGSA, they put the the, the hand first, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so so like everybody was kind of upset because the wheel was in front, and these days... The wheels that count, mm. but yeah, I think every time you need to read the rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're racing EGSA, you need to know. If you're racing IDF, you need to know. So if the hands is allowed, you need to put the hands right. Yeah. So do you remember that 2010 Teutonia race? That's the one where Mich- Micho, Danke, and Delua were all racing. Yeah, I think I went there this year just to watch because I was kind of with bad shoulder. But I always was there because Teutonia is the biggest race from Brazil. I'm not sure if it still happened, but Teutonia is scary, bro. It's it's the kind of hill that even professional, whatever, you prepare yourself for there, and when you get there, you feel the rage. It's a very fast hill. I, I'm curious to see how I would make there now because I feel much prepared for go fast. 
But do you think Tatoni is one of those hills that you don't want to go too fast on? It's more about the racing. <laughs> no, like, I mean, that is no. a scary hill to go fast no, like, on. You know what I feel about Tatoni? I feel in the past I, I was never prepared for that hill because I used to go there with a drop board. With uh, I had a trucks that to me is not the stable trucks. I used to go there to I used to ride hard wheels there or Rangatang. I think with the equipment we have today, like stiffer board, good trucks, more more dumping wheels like way wheels is very good to absorb the floor. So this was something that I was working on the wheels before release, like how to make their absorbs a lot. So if I got a hole, I got a crack, I can still still tucking, still doing very great. So I think my wheels is very good for Teutonia and my setup right now is much better and me are I'm much more prepared. So I'm curious to see what I would feel at Teutonia. Mm. If I come back there, I think they will make again one day. Oh, I will of be course. there. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the next year, 2012, that's your year, isn't it? That's like your big breakthrough year. Like you came eighth in the world. It was like yeah. uh, you did that snake skeleton downhill. You came third. You beat Delua. Yeah, yeah, I think 2012 was a very good year. was the... The first year I, I raced more. And then 2013, I'm not sure how I did. 30th. What was third? 30th. 30, yeah. So yeah. 2013, I didn't race too much. No. Because half a year that I, I just was working a lot. I remember okay. like skate was not giving me any money. So I just mm. start to work more and more. And then I just learned that I love skateboard and I wish to come back. Mm. This was a good lesson to me. <laughs> so that 2000 and, uh, that 2012 at the Snake Skeleton, you beat the Lua. What was that like? Man, this is something very special to me because like the Lua is still and always was my idol because... Mm. The Lua came not from a very easy story. Like, he had a lot of damage on the body, skating, like knees, foot. And he never let these things make him low, you know? He, he had a very strong mind, a very strong will. Mm. And I knew, like, he was a guy to be beat. And I always get beat by him. So the first day I beat him... For sure, it was very special. The same as K. Rhymes. Like, I race a lot against K. Rhymes, and he always won. Like, one day I win from K. Rhymes and the Lou on the same heat. <laughs> Do I you remember when, was, that, when, when was that? I remember, bro. This was 2013 in Paragoods. No. What really? semifinals? Semifinals, I got the Lou and Kevin, and I, be, I came first. And then on the finals, the Lou won. I got third. I lose to him and Pat was a very good race. I still love this track. I think to me it's one of the best. I don't know why it don't happen today. I think so I was, should have. I was watching the Tour de France this year and I was watching when they went through Perigues and watching them climb and seeing 
you know, the stone wall where the start is and everything. It was just, it brought back so many memories of uh, the yeah. Paragu's videos and so forth. Yeah, Paragu's very nice, bro. The place is very, very chill. You have a lot of fun there, very beautiful. And the track is amazing. I wish I wish to go 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 back there to skate there again. Yeah. And the so I mean that 2012 I think it was oh it was 2012 that Delua won and you got third. Yeah. yeah. So it was 2012. That was 2012, so was year, yeah. Was the same year I finished at you finished eight overall. Eight, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, like, at Kosakoff, you got ninth that year. Yeah, like, I got nine. I don't remember. I think Kosakoff was a, a race, James, that I always wished to have a clean race because mm-hmm. I, I think the, the first two times I went there, I made a very good time on the qualifying. I knew I was going fast there, but then rains on the race day. So they shorted the track. I don't have a very great push at this time. I have even worse push. So when they short the track, I just push like in fourth, and I was not able to get the second in time. So why did you have a bad push then? Like I, I'm not sure why, but I, pushing is not something that I really like to to train because the time I was training a lot, my push, I just discovered that this don't makes good for the body. When I push a lot, I have back pain, I have knee pain. It's easy to get some damage on the foot when you push very strong. Mm. So these days, I just make my body very strong, and when I want to push, the body is ready. So I don't really train push these days. Okay. It's a bit different to Delua. I, I always get the impression yeah. that Delua trains a lot for his push. Yeah, like, you know what I like to think for myself? Like, because I make a study in every world champion. When I decide, yeah, I want to be a world champion, so I take everyone, I I put in a paper what's their positive points, what's the negative points. And I think the difference I have with all the guys is because I don't care about the push because I really believe on my skill. I really believe on my technique and and how I can make corners fast. So so when I race, I I really don't I I don't have the plan to to be in front all the way. You know, yeah. I don't care about pushing last or pushing front. So to me, like I really believe I will get anybody if he's in my front. I will pass. So I don't care to to push in the back or whatever. So because that I don't stress myself pushing too much. So how how long have you had that confidence? How long what? How long have you had that confidence that you can catch anybody that's in front of you? Is that a recent so, thing? Yeah, I think I think I have more confidence from my training than my race because I really train with fast guys like today Pepe is South American champion. He made a lot of finals in the World Cups. So he's a very good fast guy to train together. We train together mostly every time I go to ride. And when me and Pepe ride, 
is a final every run. It's mugging each other, all the run, shoulder. And, okay, so, so in 2013, you, you sort of like, uh, you came 30th in the world. That, but the big race of that year was Maryhill. You came second. That was the one with Switzer and yeah. Zach and Max. What was that race like? So that race was kind of one of the first races I, I knew I could win, but I didn't. And I really believe it was because my setup that time. At that race, everybody was riding slalom, yeah. and I was riding like drop-through, big wheelbase, big trucks. I didn't have the experience needed to win. I have the skills, but not the experience. So... I was very happy to be second, like so stoked about the, my comeback because to me it was very hard when I mm. when I damaged my shoulder. Mm. So I didn't knew if I could come back or not. So that time I started to get the confidence like, yeah, it's working, you can do it. And then I think I started to train more and believe more. It was very nice. And then... So 2014, that's like the year you took off? You were just working or were you recovering from injury? No, like I think it was 2014. I was yeah. living outside my town. Okay. My dad just just found a very big opportunity to me to work in a call center. So to work there, I was was in another town. I, I need to, to move out. And I was down because, you know, life... It's good to make new things in life. And I was just skating. I was not making money. I was like spending all the money I have in, in traveling and racing. So I just said, yeah, I'll give a break. And let's see how it, it, it will go. And I stayed there for one year and a half. And after that year and a half, I just decided like I love skateboard. And I will come back stronger than ever. And that's when... My chase for the world champion started. Oh, really? And it was good because, yeah, like I stayed far away and then I said, no, I will come back now with all win. I stopped to study, I stopped to work, and I said, yeah, I will do it. I came to my dad and said, I remember the day I said, Dad, are you going to be the next world champion now? And whatever, <laughs> like if I will make money or not, I, I, I'm feeling that's the right thing to do now. So and then it happened. So wait, happy. so when do, when do you think when in 2014 are you did you start training for 2015 or was it in 2015 that you decided to uh go No, I the think it was like you know what happened when I was working there I was winning a lot of money like real money so I was very stoked with the money and everything but then I just discovered when you have money and don't have time like whatever the money you have don't like don't don't make sense have money and don't have time so why the money you know you don't have time to spend you don't have time to have fun and then I was becoming a less happy guy there that's what happened like I was Wake up, the, the enterprise was seven days a week, 24 hours. So every time some problem was happening, when I come back to Belo to see some friends, problem ha happened there. I was kind of a prisoner from mm -hmm. my job there. 
So I just learned like I don't want this. I prefer have less money and be happy because like my life in Belo, in Brazil right now, I skate mostly every day. I can prepare to race. I have gym at my house, at my building. So everything goes so smooth here. And there, I don't know, I was just watching the guys racing and desiring so bad to be there. So I stayed for a time, I saved some money, and when I stopped, it was perfect because I have some money to, to go for a World Tour and everything. So you actually, when you decided to get back into it, did you still have your old setup and boards or did you buy new boards? Yeah, and no, no, I, I, for sure. I didn't. I, I just leave everything perfect to come back. And that year, I didn't race the World Cup, but I raced the Brazilian champion. Yeah. And but, I got the Brazilian championship professional this year. I didn't stop, you know. I stopped to training and stopped to skate every day, but I was there. I was looking, I was observing, thinking about it. Still, still training the body. Like I never took my head totally out, I, mm-hmm. I believe. And one time I just knew, like, yeah, this is what you want. I think if you, when you do what you want, it's perfect because it's easy to, to be good on it, you know. So that 2015, your first year back, your first yeah. big race, and you win Killington. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. That's great. Yeah. That's <laughs> how that did that happen? Fun. Man, like putting, I don't know why, but I really believe when I put something in my head, mm. I'm good to make it happen. Like always in life, I, I, I like to, how can I say, I like to develop. I like the feeling when you're developing whatever thing, like in cooking, in skating, in, in balance, in dancing, whatever you like to do. Like you know that feeling when you feel, yeah, I'm becoming better. I am I'm addicted on that feeling. So that it, year I just decided to race. I make very great plan like you race for the title and the first race I won. So I was so stoked on this. Like first <laughs> IDF race and first win was great, bro. So Killington you, is sort of like your hill. I mean you love that hill. You've won there like three times. You've got a fourth, three firsts. Yeah. Do you yeah, like that like, hill? I love that hill for sure. I was talking to Mike, the the organizer. Like, Killington to me is a very special place because I never was the faster there on qualifying. I I, I have to break for the bridge. They have a very scary bridge there, mm. and I don't know. But the track after the bridge is my part of the track. So in front or in the back, I love to. Full blast with a perfect tuck that hill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. You will get back to that. So, right. <laughs> so you came third overall that year. You got first at Lillehammer. So, I mean, that's a fast track. Yeah. And then I got... The, also, this year was my first WKS win. And the, 2015 was my first World Cup win. Was Lillehammer. Yeah, yeah Lillehammer, yeah. And then it's funny because after that, I didn't win any races in 2016. Mm, 2015. So, 
Yeah, no, 2015 I won 1KS and won World Cup. Yeah. And 2016 I didn't won any race. Mm. So I was like, bro, what's happened here? Like, <laughs> you got second, you got third. Like, how did you won in the past? And I put in my head again, like, you need to train more, you need to do more stuff. And then Quay Wheels show up to me in my mind. Like, I don't know, like, I desire so much to be world champion, bro. When I say you don't believe, and I, I really think, like, God give me a gift, like, build this wheel and see what happens. Because <laughs> after I built Quay, like, I remember 2015, I got third, and I got beat, beaten by Guto that year. Yeah. And the, but I have chance to be a world champ on the last race. I remember, like, if I won or if he won, whatever people won would get the title. And he won. So it was my first real loss. Like, I spent all the year training and I had Was chance. that 2015 or 2016? 2015, I lost. I yeah. got third. You got third, And then yeah. 2016, I make a lot of finals. I think I was in almost all the finals, but yeah. I didn't want any. No. And I, the same thing happened. On the last race, me and Guto were battling. And if he won, he won. And if I won, I would won. But then I lose again, and I got second. After this, bro, I was like, I really came to make a talk with my girl, with my dad, what you guys think I, I need to do, because I got beaten two times for the same guy. Mm. And I was like, so what you going to do about it? You stay, you, I don't know, like, was two years dedicating all my life to the race and I didn't want so I just decided everybody give me power to that I just decided like next year I will beat this guy that's my goal so I put a picture of this guy in my room bro <laughs> I said like what you need to beat him because Guto Guto is my idol man he's like he's the superman to me he's super fast he's he have the strongest push he he have a lot of skills to make corner. Like today, he's even faster than that. But I remember when always I got a final with him, he would like go 100 meters ahead in the push. So just to get him was a trouble. Imagine to pass. But then 2017, things start to happen to me. Like the first WC of the year won, and then I won three more. Mm. I think I have four ones this year, and I didn't lose any haste to Guto. I didn't. You know what I I have noted in my head? In 2017, I didn't lose any run for Guto. I was so obsessed, bro. Like I said, you, do you you're think not that's, gonna lose. Do you think that's what for you to get from that third or second to first? It had to be personal. Like kind of personal, kind of. I have to beat this guy. Not personal because any problem because Guto is very humble, mm. win or lose. But personal to me because I I said like you spend one more year doing this and now now I'm gonna win. And I think was I'm very grateful for all that loss because I don't think I was 
I would be the good rider as I am today if I didn't lost these two years for Guta. So I, I say again, God's plan is perfect, bro. Mm. Because that 2016, um, you know, that was our Azra, that was our first race back with um, Mount Kira that you turned up to. And yeah. I actually had a conversation with Bugs, Colin, and he mm. was teaching me how to say your name because he's going, he was saying, who's going to win this race is Thiago. And you have to say his name right. Like, and we had this whole thing. And then, uh-huh. <laughs> and what happened? It was like you, 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 you're doing really well at Kira and then you didn't make the final and then you sort of lost the Concy. Yeah, was like it? that. You, I was very upset that race, bro, because it was a year that I was very focused on, and I knew I was very fast on the track. But you know, I I need to say what happened there. But don't don't get me wrong about it. But I was racing with Max B, mm. and I said to him, bro, if you cannot pass, push me. And then the back people will not get us. So every time he was trying to pass me because me and Max escape pretty similar. We learn together. We have a very fast tuck. We, we, we do corners similar. Like Max was one of the guys that teach me how to skate. So when, when we raced together, I said, bro, we, we're going to be tight. I was the guy that said this. And I said, if you... If you cannot pass, just push me in the face of the corner because this is allowed. And mm. then people will not get us. But then every corner, we get side by side and he pushed me to front. So on the last corner, I was waiting for everybody pass me because I didn't want to be in front there. And then he pushed me again, like following the plan, you know. And after this... On the last straight, everybody passed me. I just got the last in the heat. Mm. So, I, I, you know what? After this race, I never make any plan with friends in the heat because I really think was some punishment from God. Like, I make a plan. This is, you know, this is not cool. Make a plan with a friend when you race against other guys. Like, you race by yourself. Mm. You know, today when I race, like I race Pepe all, all the year in semifinals or wherever, the only thing I say to him is like, bro, good luck. We, like, we cannot make a plan. Mm. And this was a very big lesson to me because it was the, one of the first races of the year and I make a plan. And like, I was mad, not with Max, I was very mad with me because I was the guy that planned, you know. Mm. And then I just learned like, bro... You need to be fair with everybody and things is, will start to happen. So this is a good lesson to everybody as well. So in 2016 at Kira, were you on face skate wheels or were you like trialing your protos then? No, no. 2016 I was on face skate wheels. There's face skate wheels. There was the Rad Max wheels. I mean, these were some of the fastest wheels like in the world yeah. at the time. And then yeah, was, you decided to make your own wheel? 
Just like that, bro. <laughs> when? Like, you know what was happening a lot to me because at this time I didn't have sponsor and I really love Max B wheels and face skate. So I always have both options. Yeah. And I was always on doubt. Like, what I should use, these or these, and me and the Lua was the same. Like, we always checking, like, what's fast, what's mm. not, and then we both choose face skate, and Max ride his own wheels and one. So then we were, bro, we didn't choose the fast one. Like, <laughs> we were, like, so upset. It was pretty funny, man. <laughs> and, and you know Max. Like, Max is not the kind of guy that trains a lot and super focused. He was surfing a lot this time, and then he beat mm. me and the lure. We were just like, yeah, bro, this surfer, you know, he just beat <laughs> us. And But Max deserves, bro. To me, Max is the one of the fastest guys in the world until today. Mm. I think if he, if he get on the track again, bro, he, he will smash a lot. Well, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and he's living up on the Gold Coast and let me tell you, there's some fast skaters up in Queensland and he's, uh, he's getting know. out and he's hitting the hills. I think he's, he's looking towards uh, Newton's next year. So... Yeah, he's looking, man. I, I I think he's looking at Newtons. He's going next week to China mm. to a European Cup. He's the king there. He won two times, mm. and they they just invite him to go again, and he he's going. So he he's he will be on the track soon again. Pretty stoked to see how he will perform. Mm. So when in two thousand and sixteen did you start designing or? making your wheel when did when would you have had protos so the history about quay was one conversation with kevin reimer no it was two things the first thing i was riding for a thing i think in 2015 and then i said mm -hmm. to the guys i used to talk there that i have a plan to do a wheel like i know how to make your wheels better and then the guy said to me, bro, make your own wheel. We are a free hide brand, not a racing brand. The hits are good enough to race. And then I was, I was mad, bro. I was like, I don't believe. I know how to do the wheels better and they don't want it. So I was with this on the head and I kicked out. I just started riding whatever wheels because I knew I have better wheels on the market. In my opinion, this is our opinion. And... So one day I was conversation was in a in a meeting with Kevin and Kevin just said to me bro if you if you really I was giving him some advice to make on this and he said bro if you really have a plan to make a wheel I think you should make it like Kevin man Kevin helped me a lot in my in my car car in all my skateboard he was the guy that said bro I believe you can make a good wheel and you should do it and then I asked him, bro, but how? Like, to me, it was so far away. Like, how do mm. you make a brand of wheels? Like, I never think about it. And then he said, bro, you not spend too much. Go, go to check these guys. He, he passed me some mail, some, and then I just make all by myself. But he was the seed on my head. He just said to me, bro, I, I really believe you, you need to do a wheel. And then I was winning wheel face skate this time and then I said bro you really believe you you go you keep going to that journey and wherever so 
you need to do for yourself and not for other brands. So I just decided one day in my head, like, yeah, I'm gonna do a brand of wheels. And then was like two years almost developing, thinking. I spend a lot of time thinking on the wheels, like how how they would be. Like the, the shape, the lips, the core, the support, the material. I was thinking a lot and then just one day I just finish and start to do it. And you know what? what? After I put race wheels on my foot, quay wheels, from nine World Cups, I won eight. So That's amazing. So, like when, today so was when it I 2017 back, you started racing on them? Yeah, 2017 I started to race on it. was January I got the first sample when... No, not January, I think October from... Yeah, October from 2016 I have some protos and the first protos was not good, bro. And then I was like <laughs> desesperated. I was like, I don't believe this is not good as face, this is not good as red and how am I going to do now? I was like, I need to ride this. Wait, so, look. so in 2000, end of 2016, would you have like, would you have raced on those protos at like seven no, curves? No, I didn't race on them. Oh, okay. I was, I still race on face. And if they didn't wear good, I would not release. Mm. Like to me, it doesn't make sense if you make a wheel and it's not better than things that already exist, you know, then you need to be better. Everything new. Bearing something at least, like or cheaper or whatever. So the wheels was not good that time. I, I remember I make a qualifying and I pushed me so much on that qualifying that I make exactly the same time with face skate. And I remember Koma calling me, bro, I never see this before. You made two runs exactly same time. How <laughs> did you make? And then I said, bro, I, I, I wish so bad. Like, I, this run was with my wheels, and I wish to make the same time. And But luckily, James, when I when I plan Quay Wheels, I can show one day the project for everybody, but I plan A, B, C, D cuts. So in the same mode, I can have four kinds of wheels, changing the cuts or changing. I can have center set, I can have offset, I can have angle cuts, and I also can have sharp, sharp ads, like both sides. So the first proto was the plane A that didn't work. And I just went to plane B. That was another kind of cut and another. And then the plane B came so good. It's, it's crazy how just a little thing in a wheel can change a lot. Mm. So when I got the plane B wheels, that was offset 65.5. Like, I just feel amazing. And I also changed the formula because the first formula, they didn't give me good. And also the second formula was good, but not so good. And then on the third, I remember the third formula, they sent me good stuff, and that's what we have today. That's the power thing. Yeah, that's the power thing. The flow thing is more like a common urethane like because you know what difference will in long lasting is warm resistance mm -hmm. so the power tain is the kind of tain when you slide they don't wear out 
Yeah. They they can handle the hot, so they they will try to grip the floor because normally when you slide some wheels, normally mostly of the thing they wear out, so they don't warm because that people feel creamy, you know. Yeah. Before they warm too much, they wear. So the power thing didn't wear on the hot. The resistance yeah. of fire is a lot. So because that you feel you have that so much grip because the tank try to embrace the floor like try to grip all the time and what do you think that flow thing feels like is that more greasy or is it more creamy is it like a buttery no like when, when you don't have so good resistance in your tank you feel more creamy and more flow mm. i put flow tank because i really think the word is flow and like imagine when you slide if if the material is weak you you feel just like how can I say just like buttery because mm. you 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 heard the slide you feel the slide when you slide with power ten you feel grippy mm. it's like it's a race material like for sure the flow ten is much more fun if you want to stand up it's a easy slide if they mark the floor is much is a much funny wheel mm. you know. Because that we have both. Like I skate a lot with floating at home. For your killer wheels, what yeah. percentage is the shape? What is the core? What is the urethane? Do you think it's like 30, 30, 30? Is it all even? Or do you think your your urethane you know gives it a bigger edge? You you say about what's more important? Yeah, like what do you think for your wheels? Do you think it's all yeah. the design is the most important thing, or do you think the urethane, or do you think it's all even? No, I think in everything, like little details, makes a big difference when you put all together. So I think the shape is pretty important. I think the support is perfect. Like I see a lot of brands with bigger cars, and I also try some bigger cars in my wheels. I didn't like too much mm. because. The real deal about my wheel is because they are faster, not fast, they are fast, they are grippy, and they are comfortable. Mm. To put these three together is something hard. Like a lot of wheels that grip too much, they don't slide too much, they don't slide very good. A lot of wheels that are fast, they don't have too much grip, so I really think it's everything together. Mm. And I also, you believe in energy, James? Yeah. Like mind energy, just like magic. I believe on these stuffs and like I really think the proposal I make these wheels was to win the world championship. So I don't know. I really believe in some magic stuffs on that wheels. I don't know why, but I see so many people win races on that wheels and I really develop these wheels to win race and mm -hmm. They do this, so I really believe something, some energy around something like that is. Which wheel do you race on? I race in all of them. I like I I win Vergico and Adirang in the seventy-five. I win Kozakov and Killington on the green. I win Kozakov and Killington other year on the yellows. So Newtons on the yellows. I think all the ones. It, like they are just a pre how can I say they are just a 
a little bit different. So if you want a, a little faster wheel, go to hard. If you want a little grippier, you go to soft. Have you so, raced on the oranges? Not yet, but I will. Because you know about the orange, the the orange changed now. Because when mm -hmm. I made the orange first time, they were powered in 82. And 82 should be harder than 80. That is the yellow. And I didn't feel that, really. When I got the orange, I was like, yeah, now we will be even faster and hard. And I feel they were about the same. So I buy some measure. I never had the measure before. And I, I have a way to check rebound as well. So I found the measure. I was checking rebounds. And I didn't feel what the, the, the thing was so good as the other one. So I just have a meeting with the guys. I, I try to give back the wheels and we make a deal. Like I keep the wheels and I will not release the wheels. I will just sell by hand one by one. I Still today I have some 10 at my house. And I didn't release the orange I put on the website, but I didn't make you know much effort to release because the formula was not ready. So I make a deal with them, like I order again, and you guys will make sure. Now we will power the wheels in 83, and you guys will make sure you give me the best formula as possible. Mm. So now the wheel is a bullet, bro. Mm. I also changed the color a little bit to more orange neon and now they are much harder like you feel on the hand it's like a rock and I think it's the fastest wheels ever are you gonna race on those yeah like they they don't grip a lot on this slide they grip when you are holding line so to operate on these wheels you need to just do little checks so mm. it's not for every track mm. it's just for the kind of track that you don't need to make big slides or you almost cannot break, you know? So like Mary Hill, Newtons, all these tracks, the orange will be great. So maybe I will race Newtons on the orange next year. Mm. And so how do you how do you pick what wheel that you're gonna use on what track? Do you going into a race, do you think, oh yeah, I'm gonna use the greens or the this is a yellow track or do you just test out each wheel in practice? Yeah, no, I, I just, I, like, I, I don't have weight and space to go with all the options because normally we go for, like, three or four races, so the wheels weigh too much. Mm. So I always need to think before. And when I cannot, sometimes you don't know, right? What, like, as a tour, to me, the zero was the first time. So I put a little bit of each, and on the train I decide, and... As I knew, Arirang and Newtons was the most value ones. Like at Newtons, I used to try the white, so I saved the white for Arirang. Like you know, I just go from from the most important one. I knew the yellow what was perfect for Newtons this year, so I just chose the yellow, and then I didn't have more yellows, but work it on Newtons. Mm. So at Philippines, I have to race with. Used wheels, not fresh wheels. I raced with one set all the race of white, saving my whites for the the Korea race mm. that was WC. So the next Philippines I make the same, and then on the Korea I was with my best choice. So I always leave 
I go with the maximum I can and leave the best choice for the best race. That's how I play. And did you make your own rain wheels out of those whites? Yeah, I make my own. Like, Korea was riding 75A looks that is yellow, but it's not. It's just because the first time we made 75, we made in yellow, so the reel was white. <laughs> but I make my, my own rain wheels. I have a, not me, I have a big friend that calls Daniel, and he's so professional. He's kind of, he thinks like me. He's a very good skater as well. He he don't race because he don't have the money to do it, and he study in January. He's engineering these stuffs, but he have a machine on his room. So, <laughs> you know what we can do here? We can come back skins on the wheels. This is crazy, man. What? I, I think this is the only guy in the world that can do this. Yeah. Like he he study a lot, so. He have a machine that is automatic. All the wheels became together. You need to make a software for every wheel you cut or make. So it's a, I think it's as professional as the fabric does, you know? Wow. So we don't play here in doing rain wheels. We do a very good thing. We can make like hard fang wheels, these kind of wheels, but I really think the best rain wheels is the simple one, like just some four or five deep groves and that's it. So you were on tour. You didn't you didn't go to Korea with rain wheels. Did you have to make them there? No, no, I, I came with one there. Ah. In and you know I, I came with three. So I have one of each. Oh, okay. And was the first time I was checking all the the rain wheels, so the white seems to have much gripper than all the wheels on the rain that I ever tried. Like I'm not sure about the other wheels, but okay, I'm gonna jump back to 2007. Yeah, like how long will be the podcast, bro? Do you think people <laughs> will be down to to hurt a lot? Yeah, of course. Of course. I think so right. because I mean the way yeah. I the way I look at it is that people it, it's a medium where you can do something long because a lot of people I've spoken to have said oh I listen to it at work I listen to it on the train driving to school, on the track. driving yeah you know what yeah, I mean that's the best. and you the, know what I you can continue sorry no no go on. No, I was checking. You know what I listen when I am in the traffic? I just like to listen to interviews, man. Yeah. Like, I always put some interview from fighters, from athletics, from sport, and that's the best because you're there, you know, doing nothing, and then you're learning. Yeah. (laughs) And I also think in a long conversation, you get extra details out, and if, if it's just like, if it's just like half an hour, like, how can we go through 10 years of racing in like, yeah for sure like i i I, I, ha- I would have to to if if some professional do this like i remember when you make with bassie i was i i listened man i like to <laughs> i like i'm curious about it so i know so sure am i that, yeah yeah, I'm not sure if everybody, but I bet we'll have some people listening everything. Oh, yeah, they're listening. 
I I have a lot of young people listening. Shout out to all the 14-year-olds out there that want to be world champion. They are listening very intently, I can guarantee you. Uh, But, I mean, I I prepare for these interviews and, I mean, my preparation for you is nearly three times as much as everyone else. Not because I've put in three times the amount of work, it's that there's just so much there. There's so many questions I have, <laughs> and yeah, bro, I'm, pr- I'm probably only going to ask 10% of the questions. <laughs> no, we can do it again, like making parts. Because yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Know. If it goes too long, I can always split it in half and do part one, part two, and we can do another yeah. interview another time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. So I'm just going to get, I'm just going to just yeah, like, jump we, into we, all my favorite questions. With me, no worries. Like, I'm down to talk because you know how I feel about it, bro. Like, I was talking with Jackson today, Jackson Shafir. Yeah. And he was telling me, bro, you know what? I talk with you about ladders today. You give me all the skills, all the tech information. I'm so happy because these days, people don't don't give value information. Yeah. And I'm the opposite, bro. Like, if I can do someone faster, I will do because this is development. Like, mm. if I train with, like, Pepe, I give all my skills to Pepe because if he's faster, I am faster. We train together. The race will be even funny. The race, you know, so I just see positive things about this thing. So, and I can tell you, people help me a lot to be where I am today. So I'm just giving back. I just feel as I can make the process much easier to a lot of young kids for sure. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. And I think... There's, there's not, with the internet changing, there's a lot of information that goes on Facebook and Instagram that disappears and you can't reference it. So, you know, in the yeah. old days, uh, you could like search Silverfish and a lot of these websites that you could find information, but now... I think it's a lot harder. We don't for have, you. Yeah, we don't. It's, it's strange, right? You know, I was thinking make a, I don't know, some portal of information, use my experience, mm. but putting put out from Quay Wheels because I bet people will like it like a manual, mm. downhill manual, talking about shoes, soles, talking about gloves, pucks, talking about leathers, helmets. I think people, like we need more information and how more we, we're able to share, I think we'll be better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But did did this for later. Now I'm working a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. It takes a it takes a lot of time. I mean, I try and put stuff up on my website, and it's you know they're labors of love sometimes. Yeah. So going back to 2017, you didn't come to Newton's. No. I didn't come because my visa didn't came at time. I was so so upset, bro. Okay. And but then Maurits won, right? I was checking everything, like yeah, Maurits won. So and then a very bad thing happened to him, and so I feel it so sad about this that time. Mm. APAC championships in Brazil. That was in your hometown that year. Yeah, that's the that's place a... I most. Most That's a special hill for day. you? Yeah. Because so. there we can skate without cars all day. So it's perfect to put the ladder, put the fresh wheel and smash. 
and you won that uh, you won that race i won that race how good was that man like to me is the most important race i ever won because i always race at home i remember the three mag space i made i think i am the only guy that make all the finals at mag space and never won mm. so i i think i lost four times at home so i was like that day I was like, I remember when I wake up, I said, bro, it's the first time you're racing your wheels and you're racing at home again. So today you need to do it, you, you know, give back for the people that cheers and help me. So the feeling, even, even now I feel very emotional to remember this, bro. Like I really want this and I knew Carlos was very strong at the race. The Lou is super fast. Pepe was on the final as well, so the stage was hardest as possible, I believe, and like I was able to, to get it, so happy, bro. And so was that the, was that the race where the, the Quay team, the, were, like you were all on the podium? No, that is, that race I think I got first, Carlos second, and Pepe third. So, so and the lure for yeah, that's it. So were you all on the same wheel? No. No, we no. Carlos was on face skate oh, okay. and Pepe was on Quay. Okay. And the lure? Yes. The lure was on Mac once that race. Okay. Yeah, that time Quay was you know that race I just have one set of wheels. <laughs> what? One set of fresh wheels. I just have one was from the Protoss and Quay was not released this time. So I, I just had one. I used this one at qualifying. I save it. And then I just put scrubs to race into the semifinals. And I raced semifinals with finals with the, that same fresh wheel. So I was very happy, bro, because with that, I proved to me that the wheels were good. And I don't think I would win if I have another wheels under the foot because it's not, it's not much wheels that long last like Quay wheels. So I was very happy that I was able to, to hold into quarters with scrub it, like fully scrub it, any skin. Mm. And then semifinals and finals, I was able to win with Quay was also my track, you know, so I knew what I had to do. I played a lot in that race. And everything works very well. I was happy. Do you think there's a lot of, was there a lot of pressure, you know, racing on an important hill or a, a hometown hill? Yeah. Or like, do you think it's uh, that that you've you've skated it so many times that, Anything that yeah, happened, think, you had an answer for. I think if you put in balance the pressure and the advantage, it would be the same because mm. at the same way I have pressure, I was the most experienced guy on that hill. Mm. So I have advantage and pressure. Jackson's, you put all, Jackson's always talked to me about Mount Kira is the same, that he's skated it so often that anything that yeah. happens. And one of the guys that used to skate with him a lot in that 
2016 final said, I've seen Jackson do that move so many times around that last corner. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, that yeah. he'd done it so many times. You, do you feel the same thing about that hill that just you just almost yeah. go into automatic? You know where you are. It feels the same. This is what I do. You know, I didn't make what I was planning to make on that hill because I learned something. Like, in the past, when I have opportunity to pass sometimes, I didn't pass because I said, no, it's better pass there or it's better pass here. Nowadays, if I have opportunity to pass, I will pass. Like, I will not wait for there or wait for here. Like, for sure, I can play some some moves and wait, but if I get behind and have the opportunity, I will do it now because I prefer the risk leading than, and get, you know, get passed by someone than get the risk of someone crash on my front. So nowadays, if I have opportunity to pass, I pass. And that race, right after the first S, I got Carlos. So I didn't wait. I just passed him and tried to go as fast as possible and work it. Like, they, they were on my ass on the last corner. So it was just enough time. I mean, you won the World Championship that year, 2017. You won. Yep. Like well, the what was year. the what was the difference between 2016 to 17? What did you work on something, or was it just like just little incremental things? Is that how you do so, it? So you know, this is not marketing. I will tell you right now, but this is the truth to me. I think when I put my wheels under my foot, my purpose change because like I represent much more these days than just my wish to win the race, you know. Mm. And I think 2015 and 16 was just like, yeah, I want to win. No, now I wait. I, I want to make my team proud. Mm. I want to represent my brand. I want to have resource to develop more, I have, you know. So mm. everything means much more to me in these days that I think I train even more for that year, as I said, about two years having the chance and lost so, like, that year, I knew before I was going to win. Whatever happens, like, I give all I have. So, I gave all I have. So, I knew, like, every time I lost, I knew I could win as well. Like, was some mistake. I remember every final I lost, I knew I could win and something happened. Like, someone crashed, someone hit me. Or I mistake some line. So I knew if I was able to, to come back without mistake, would would happen. And I think was that was the difference. 2017, I didn't mistake. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of stuff happened. I mean, you didn't get to Newton's. So, I mean, that could have been... That, that could have, like, ended your World yeah, Cup chase right there. Of, I mean, that could have... Yeah. And then, like, Kingsgate, you got taken out, right? Yeah, right. well, I got taken out. So I cry, bro. I never cry about stuff. Like, I remember when I got taken out, I was like, I didn't believe. I was like, I don't believe this. Like, I was crying, like, thinking all my training, all, all I put together to be there in high performance. And, like, they, they, was not, they were not able to do anything about my crash, even that I was leading, but... 
was some confusion, like who who crashed into me, who pushed me. Mm. So the things just stay as it is, and I was like very upset. But you know what? I have two ways to go, like kind of give up or even focus more. And I really believe, like, if you do things right, God, God will give you back. So I just put in my mind, yeah, you need to one now Kozakov and Killington, mm. and you do it. <laughs> so then you won. You won Kozakov. Yeah. Yeah, then, then I make first time, I broke the record of yeah. Kazakov next, next race and won. And Killington, and then was the most pressure, pressure times of my life because after Kazakov, as I had a crash on my points and not raced Newtons, I didn't have, I was world champion with a 32 result from Kingsgate. So... Mm. I had to win Killington to be world champion. Yeah. And Carlos had to be uh, from eight to last. So I was like, how am I going to do if Carlos always in the finals? Mm. So I put in my mind, you need to get him before the same and you take him out. So this is something you, you remember when I asked you if you believe in energy? Mm. I really believe. And th this is something that proves me that energy works. Because I trained two months before Killington. And this was the year that I have less chance. 2016, I need to win. And if I win, I, I get the championship. 2015, if I win, I get the championship. And that year, if I win and Carlos get eight, I didn't get the championship. Mm was the year I have last chance, but somehow I knew, man, it's crazy. I trained so much, I was imagining so much how you get him in the first round. And then I put in my mind, you're not qualifying well. And I was trying to calculate because Carlos crashed in training. So I said, yeah, Carlos will not, will not give his best on qualifying. He will be one of the last. And then I said, so you need to be one of the first, but not the first. And then I was the sixth. I made like I, I didn't ride my race board that day. I was qualifying in a in an extra board, not my my things, you know. So I got six. And I remember when we wake up, was crazy, bro. I remember the because I was talking this to the guys all the time. I was like, bro, you guys will not believe this, but I will take Guto out from that race. I will be the guy that will beat him because. I didn't believe anybody would able to beat him beside me because he's fast, man. The mm -hmm. guy's fast. So somehow when I, we wake up, the Lua was almost crying. You don't believe, bro. You don't believe. <laughs> somehow it happened. Like, I don't know, 200 guys racing. How is a very difficult stuff to make it happen, really. Calculate mm -hmm. and make the time. But some somehow this happened. And when I, I just... When I, when I read this on the internet, I just feel as like God give me the opportunity. Now you race against him, win or lose. It's about you. So then, then I feel the pressure. <laughs> like <laughs> today, today I need to win and I need to take Guto out. And on the cars, he made a mistake and Max Caps, I was leading and Max Caps crossed him from inside and took him out so 
was very and the, and then I had to win because he was nine. Mm. Was crazy, bro. Like I think I never went to a final that you need to win like this. And that day I had I was with Max B on the final, and I remember I just asked him like, bro, let's not plan because. We we both learned the lesson in the mm. past. So I just said to him, bro, let's not plan, but I will ask you one thing. Make sure you don't mess up with me. Like if you're gonna pass, pass it pass it clean, mm. but let's not crash, bro, please. <laughs> now is a world title run. And like everything works perfect, man. I just draft the guys and pass with a very good load, like it's very hard to pass Tim Dell, man. Tim Dell is one of the fastest guys in the world for sure. So and when you're on that starting line, the world championship yeah. is on the line. Like how how do you not make that effect? What do you do? Do you breathe? Do you t- put it out of your mind? Well, like what do you do? Yeah, I don't remember, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I was, I remember that a guy went to try to interview me and I was not able to even talk. I said, bro, <laughs> like something was in my throat, you know? Yeah. Like, not, not now. I was, I was feeling the pressure and something happened, something very special happened the, the night before because uh, my girl was in Brazil this day and like one o'clock in the morning, I was not able to sleep. So I said, no, I'll call my girl. I need to talk with her. I was feeling like anxious, fear, everything about the next day. So mm. I was, I said, yeah, I need to call her. And when I was talking to her, I just meet with a black bear in the motel. Like face to face, bro, two meters from me. What? Yeah, like crazy. I have even the video of this. I can I can send you later. <laughs> but then I face a black bear. The first thought in my mind was like, "This is some joke." And then I see his eyes, like I remember caramel eyes. And then I I stand up and start to run and scream in the hotel. And then I call the lure, like open the door, open the door. <laughs> and then I just dive in the room, and like. I I could not sleep, bro, after this. I was, like, so so adrenaline, so excited. But I think somehow that adrenaline hush makes me stronger for the next day. Because, like, you can die facing a bear, you know? Yeah. And w- when this this didn't broke me up, I said, bro, that there's no one tomorrow that will fear you like that bear. So I was ready. I remember that day I knew I need to win and I was ready to do it. Like I knew I I have the skills to do it. I knew I have the dedication to be prepared. And I didn't try to think too much about the finals. Like I remember when I hit the finals I said, Yeah, it's happening. Like everything I do is I try to don't think because if you think you start to have emotions, you know. So I think that time I'm kind of, even today, like, I think one thing I develop a lot during all those years is my mind because I remember in the past when I was in the final, my mom always noticed that. He said, no, your legs were shaking. Like, I was so excited, so 
you know, maybe afraid because, you know, final people crash, someone can crash on you or whatever. So nowadays when I am in the final, I put in my mind always like, enjoy this, man. Enjoy this because when you enjoy, you ride much better, mm. you know. So I remember the finals at Killington that day. I said, bro, now enjoy the run. And don't think like it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be fire, it's gonna be tight, you know. I don't like to think any of this and if I think something, I see me going to the line alone. Like I don't put a bad movie on my mind, you know. Mm. It's always like all all going good. I don't like to get any feelings when I race. Is there a what's the Brazilian word for that energy? Is there a Brazilian word for it? For that energy? Yeah, you were saying that, you know, uh, do I believe in energy? Like, what's the Brazilian? No, like, did, I, don't, I don't think this is something Brazilian. This is more something mine. Like, I always, I told you, like, I'm sensible and I always observe some things in life. Like, when I think someone and someone call me, when you want something and something arrives on your hands and you don't do nothing. So when I got older, I knew this works. Mm. Like this is not coincidence. Some people say, no, this is uh, just some coincidence. Not to me. I can feel it and I, I am some proof that this happened. Like that day at Killington, I knew I would going to win and I win. So I, I bet if I don't have this mindset in my head, things would not be working, you know? Mm. So when I was, because we've been trying to do this podcast for a, a month or two. So yeah. at the beginning of the year, I, I did some research. And like one of my questions I was going to ask you earlier in the year, you know, before all the racing went down this year was, do you think it's possible for a skater to have a perfect racing year like win four yeah. world champion championships and two world cup qualifiers yeah it no, is possible yeah, like i mean you've just proven it yeah you know this was my plan james i remember when i said in korea like i remember i was in the bus with the lua and i said to him bro have you ever imagined if i won all the races this year and i remember him saying to me bro Foot's on the floor, like the, like this is too big, you know. <laughs> and then I I answer him back, watch, because are you gonna do this, bro? And like I bet he remembered this too. And you know, after after lose so much as I lost in the past and didn't have taste any win in 2016, I think this was the thing that makes me went too strong because like when I put in my mind when I was world champion at at that day I didn't feel so happy something strange to say but like at that day you know when you have a, a game and the game is over mm. I feel like that I feel like where is Guto now you know I, you were always trying to beat him and now you beat him in all the races and like what you're gonna do now? You mm. need Guto. And then I 
was a time to reflect. I was very grateful for achieve everything, but and then I learned like 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 I said, my purpose changed a lot in these times. Like now I have a very different purpose that is develop the sport, and I know if someone can do it is me because I have the experience, I have the skills. Now I have the brand to work, like to develop in, in technical parts. So, like I was telling you, now now means much more to me. Mm. And then I talk to my girl and my family. Like I always talk to them to see what's my plan. Because if they if they don't support my plan, then I need to think again. Because they think the best to me, you know. So I remember I talked to them and they said, yeah, go again, do again. And from that, I didn't have time off or wherever. I didn't have vacations. After the world title, I just started training for the next world title right after. So I was think, very do you prepared think that this in, year, bro. Do you think that in 2017, I mean, you only won the world championship by like 68 points. I mean, it was just, that's like a... That's so close. And, I mean, there were three, maybe even four skaters that in Killington could have won. I mean, if you had crashed out in the, the heats, yeah. I mean, Mitch Thompson theoretically could have won if... Yeah, for sure. So he could won. do you think that maybe in your mind you thought, like, I know you deserve it, but I now want to show everyone that I really am the best skater? Is that, what, 2018? You know... Jumping from yeah. 2017 and getting into for that sure, training. like you know, a lot of times I heard people saying like someone is the best, someone is the best, and I don't want you to to feel me wrong, but I am the best, man. Like I I know I train to be the best. I know I have the knowledge to be the best. And after that year, I said some people didn't understand it right. So when when I have the the positive to to do it again at my home at with my family I just put in my mind like I really put in my mind this year you show performance like I know I know 2017 was a good year but was the first year riding my wheel like mm. I told you I I race a pack with one set and then Colombia I came with any of fresh set I just went to scrub it sets and I luckily rain in the race day, and I have a rain wheels. Mm. And then I won too. Like so, 2017, I won the championship. Was more to me that beat Guto, you know. And then 2018, I said, yeah, now you're gonna prove again, with no no doubt. So I think I did it well, and I'm very happy, bro. Like now I'm working on you guys who you get a lot of surprise from the brand soon because we are working in silence in some stuffs because involve patent mm. and we man we are about to change the game like i have a big surprise to release when is ready to sell and when is ready the market and everything but i'm developed here a very special stuff that people will love it so I think now it's time to... When do you think that will be? What's your plan? End of the year or start of next year? I I already have it here, you know. It's ready. 
Mm. Now it's just about negotiations and see how I will put it out in the market. But I already have it and the test is all positive. Mm. Like I can make everyone faster, bro. <laughs> That's the point. And so I'm just very stoked to release all the stuff. We'll have new wheels as well. We'll have a lot of new stuff next year. So, so now I'm just... So, yeah, okay, yeah. so you, you, you're in the Quay wheels in 2017. Are those same wheels? Did you improve on them for 2018 or are you still on the original? No, it's the same wheels. The same same wheels. wheels. So did I read a IDF interview where you said like you're doing improvements? Yeah, now I'm doing improvements. Like, so is that what you're waiting. talking about right now? No, no, no. I, I will... I increase the line of quay wheels in a lot of stuffs for next year, like, and I will do all in into once. Mm. Like, like I cannot talk right now, bro, because I have okay. contract with some brands. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just that reason because, like, next year, I will be able to to work on it. So now it's just time to keep developing, keep doing. And about the wheels, yeah, I'm developing the killers. The killers will have a new car for next year mm. because I'm not changing any geometry because I think the geometry is perfect. Mm. I tried some dual duro that is a lot of bigger support, and I think you feel the floor much rogue. And when you have a lot of support, you don't have flexible lips. Mm. And flexible lips is what embrace the floor when you're turning. So I think a lot of brands go to the wrong way. And I think difference. Mm. Sorry, James. No, you're fine. I, I love dogs. My sister, yeah, my sister. The dog here is a problem. Man. He wants to bite everyone <laughs> when it's strange. So, so but yeah, now... Next year, we'll have a nylon core that is 10 times harder than our core now. Our core is urethane now. And the the harder core will apply more rebound on the wheel. So when we change the core, we'll have a more stronger support, but not changing the geometry. And we'll have a much faster wheel. That's the point. So you got protos of that already? No, I didn't got protos of that already, but I learned this when I start to to try the dual duels because we will also have dual duels wheels next year. I race gravity fast on them and I won. Like they are the fastest stuff I ever put on the foot, bro. The dual duels are amazing. Okay. But they just they just work in good pavement because mm. as the the inside part is 103A they work as it was a big core. And when I tried this at Killington, I just feel like no control of the lines because I was vibrating a lot. I was feeling a lot of the floor. So we released them, but they will be good just for good pavement. But then I learned that when you have more, more support and stiffer, you apply more rebound in the floor on the tank. So because that, I have sure our new core will be faster. Do you still uh, skate 
other people's wheels just to feel what they're like? Like, have you yeah, uh, have you skated sure. on the Venom? Yeah, a lot. Ones? I burned I burned four magnums at home. Like, I really, I really, I like. I said, I think I remember one day I asked Kevin Reimer, like, "Hey, bro, have you tried my wheels?" He said, "No, I never tried, but I made some tests here." But I think this is you can learn so much riding other people's stuff, you know. So I I have all the wheels at at home, and when I like a lot of days, people see like you're not riding quail wheels today. No, like a lot of days, I put some random wheels on the bag and go enjoy. I I love to feel new flavors. Like mm. I think that's the way. I don't I don't want to lose that in life, you know, because I have a brand. Just skate my brand. No. That's my brand, and to be the best brand, I need to learn about everything available. Mm. So that's what I do. I, I like I like a lot of magnums. I skate a lot of them. I really like them. To me, it's the second best wheel in the world. Both your brand and uh, the Venom—they're killing it at the moment. They really are. Yeah, for sure. Like I think we just—I know Zach is a very smart guy, man. I really. Inspiring Zach for sure. Mm. He was very smart when he makes Venom, and even these days, like he makes now Rube trucks. And I remember when I was telling to to Justin at Kidenton, I asked what what have you special in this truck, and he said a lot of stuff. And I always wish to to see a a truck with zero rake and zero offset from the Kingpin. And then I asked him, Hey, bro, is these trucks Offset like the gog, the old gogs, and then he smiled to me. Yeah, bro, how do you know that? <laughs> then I said, bro, because I remember like this was. I remember. I don't think it's today, but when I tried the old gogs, was the most gripper truck I ever tried. Like I scrubbed wheel start to grip with that truck, and that truck I didn't at that time. I didn't ride running or whatever. I didn't knew a lot, but. And I was beginner as well, but I remember this was Gripper, and they said they make this. So like, I really think Zach knows what he's doing, and is a brand that I inspire a lot. Venom, like Venom, Venom is good, bro. Mm. I really love the guys. So uh, you you just mentioned Ronan trucks. They the trucks that you're skating at the moment. Yeah, now I skate. I to me is the best truck in the world. Ronnie's, I think. The system of runnings is different because runnings is just like a normal truck with the pine. And the pine is a magical idea, man, because when you have uh, spherical bearings, they have tolerance. Like, they are not 100% tight. Mm. And you believe I can feel this on the foot? Okay. This is crazy. Like, like Carlos said, bro, I don't believe you can feel some something here like he said no this is hydraulic or something and man I don't know I don't like to say bad thing about brands you know because I'm not saying bad but I think the system of running is the only system that works perfect because mm. it's a normal truck with a pine that have suspension so the truck will works as soft as any trucks but will turn just in the axle, you know? Mm. The only movement the truck can do is turning. 
like some other trucks can move sideways. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I rolled five years for air trucks, bro, and I'm very grateful for everything Kevin did to me. And when I but the thing is like when I try runnings, bro, like it's, it's seriously, I'm not a stable guy. I used to wobble a lot and this thing and like this kind of thing doesn't exist anymore. Like mm. I just go solid as a rock on runnings. I really love the trucks. And I think this together with the wheels makes difference too, you know. So what because you're I, on the I, Ronin minis, are you? What a, what size Ronins are you on? I ride one four four, one five four, but I always use one four four. And I ride forty five thirty or forty five twenty five. I, I like to switch, depends on the track. Because the twenty five is more like racing and more stable but the 30 turns more so if the track is slow I don't need the 25 if it's like a slow track and more closed corners then I go to 45 30 like normally like on home days I just ride I like to meet I like to change a lot I ride 40 40 to free hide I like 45 45 to free hide very aggressive I like 45, 30. I like to change a lot. And when becomes normally when is one month before a trip, I put my race setup and start to figuring out everything. So when you say split uh, angles, are you putting the um, like the the lower angle at the back? Yeah, always on the back because then works like a car. Mm. You you turn the front. And the back's less aggressive. Would you change base plates on the hill at a race? No. Like, one thing I used, because as you can see in our conversation, uh, I like to change a lot. I like to feel. I like to see what's best. I always have that search. What's best here? Like, trying wheels, trying bushings. And now I make difference. When I start to get wiser I do all this at home and when I travel I don't do none of this like I, I travel really ready bro even my my tight of the truck I know if it's fast you go until until here if it's not you just make it flat with the kingpin so I I think every time I travel I learn something and now I know I, I know so many stuffs that I need a month to prepare for a World Cup, like because I start to prepare my ladders, I start to prepare my shoes, I start to prepare my board, I start to prepare my bushing setup, I start to preparing my strategy. It's a lot of factors, so it really spends a lot of energy to prepare to race. So when I get there, I don't need to do anything. It's all it's all done. It's just when I get there is the cherry of the cake in my mind. Like now you just skate. You know everything. Like you saw videos of the track, you know the wheel, you know everything. So when I travel is really the cherry. The hard work's done at home. So in, in September two thousand and seventeen, I think it was on Instagram you said like your preparation was perfect. Yeah. So why is that what you just explained 
like your preparation that you go through. So that's what you go through before you start racing. And it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, like, because, you know, sometimes you can crash before a race because I really push myself hard in training. So I I just, that, that time was a world title race. And, you know, like some weekends you have some parties, you have girl, you have, life stuffs and normally these stuffs take me out from preparation because if I have a birthday of a friend how am I not go like and for this year especially I hide bro I just said like fuck it I just hide I would do my stuff and I I, I stayed like 30 days in, with my mind just on this and how I would see Guto in the first heat how I would win the race because I knew I needed to win. And so I just started riding a lot of fast hills, faster than Killington. I have a hill here that we can hit 120 really? if you want. So I was skating with ladders, crazy that hill. So when I survived my training, I was able to say, like, now I, like, it's not many times you feel the preparation, you, some, Always I'm traveling, I say, yeah, I, I wish I had trained more. I wish I had gym more. I'm not feeling strong. I'm not with the right body. So for this one, I, I, rem I remember I write this, and I said, yeah, bro, I think it's the first time in life you took care of every single detail. So I, I when I, just the day I back, I went out to, to race out of home, I just have that feeling like, the preparation was perfect. It was nice, bro. <laughs> like, when you have the, those feelings, like, you prepare the best as possible. Not joking, the best as possible. I remember when I was preparing, like, Pepe have a party, he went. Another friend have something, he went. And I remember all my sacrifice. I, I hide. I didn't, sorry, I said I would go and I didn't went. I was, some people were mad to me, but I get it. And I think it was all worth it. Mm. So I really believe, like, my title was something, uh, how can I say the right word in English? Was something, like, for sure was something hunted because was a lot of blocks to build the wall, man. Mm. A lot of blocks. Did you because that I know, like, if I want to keep doing, I can. Because it's not talent, bro. It's hard work, for sure. Like, I'm stopping the conversation right there. Part two is being edited right now and should be up in the next few days. If you like this episode, let me know, or even better, tell everyone you know with a Facebook share. I'm also doing something a little bit different. I've posted on Facebook asking for images of Chiago that I can use. So if you have a kick-ass photo that I can use, please let me know your rate. I don't need exclusive rights. I just want to promote the podcast on social media with a few images. You get full credit and your price. I'll see you on the next one. Part two coming soon. Hop out.